What is it like when you need to see a doctor in Spain? Do you need insurance or not? Let's get into that. Thanks for tuning in to One Way Ticket to Spain. I'm your host, Dickie Barcelona, and thank you to Paul Bosauter for the awesome flamenco music. Today we're going to get into healthcare, um, kind of a complicated subject for for some people, and some people maybe not think about it all that much until you need it, but um, let's dig deep. So Spanish healthcare is among the top 10 in the world. I think it's the maybe the first in Europe in terms of efficacy and and maybe third in the world. Um, so in terms of quality of care and innovation, they they do an amazing job. And I think um, with this whole COVID nineteen pandemic is really it's even put put it to a test of enormous proportions. And so far, it's it's totally maintained its resilience. Um, in Barcelona, there was actually the first successful face transplant here about a decade ago. So a lot of doctors and surgeons come here to study, um, as they do at other hospitals around uh, the country in Madrid and in, in, in Bilbao and things like that, because they learn about the most modern techniques and stuff. So if you're in the medical field, it's a whole other thing to get into. Um, but in terms of healthcare uh, and treatment, I know if you come uh, from the U.S. to Spain, it's going to kind of blow your mind um, how these things operate because everyone has their opinion about the U.S. healthcare system, but it's definitely um, big business. Um, but if you're from the U.K. or somewhere else where there is more like a socialized medicine, this will be more on par with what you know. There may be some differences, but it's the same kind of um, concept. Uh, there is plenty of bureaucracy here, and there is an all healthcare system, so Spain is no different in that regard. So, to give you a little bit of an idea of how it works, the Spanish public health system, um, your primary care facility will be assigned to you uh, based on where you live. Um, and some barrios have clinics, and some have hospital clinic combos, but it really depends on where you live. Uh, when you sign up at, at the uh, city hall for your empadronamiento, that is when you will find out what is your um, the, the the hospital or the clinic that pertains to uh, your address. Um, they're usually kind of larger, uh, and they have a lot of people going through there. So they're for everyone, you know, um, regardless of background or whom you may be. So it's a little less typical of what I would call like a, in the U.S. a doctor's office type feel and more of like mm, the DMV a little bit. Um, so you could also be there for a while if you go, especially without an appointment, you know. Um, so your general medicine doctor, uh, your Medico Cabecera, as they call it, uh, will be assigned to you based on, like I said, this empadronamiento, and they usually have a set schedule. Like maybe they only work 
Wednesday through Saturday for the afternoons, whatever it may be. So when you go and you're signed up in your local clinic, they'll ask you if you prefer to come in the mornings, if you prefer to come in the afternoons, to try and kind of mesh your schedule uh, with a doctor that fits your needs. If you prefer, uh, you know, a certain gender, um, you can usually request that. There's, there's, there's really no issues with it. And if for some reason you don't like your doctor, you can always change them. It's not like, uh, it's not forever, you know, so it's pretty flexible in that regard. Um, but there are other things that are not quite as flexible. So, um, some things to know about it. Um, apart from that, if you go to a clinic or actually when you end up in a hospital, if you're staying for a hospital in the public health care system, the hospitals are not usually private rooms. And you, generally in the U.S., I think most hospitals offer maybe not private rooms, but what they call semi-private rooms. So you'll have two people in there maybe. Um, the first time I went here is with a friend who had their appendix burst and went to the emergency room they had to stay obviously that and it was kind of like a big room with i don't know there's probably 20 people in there maybe um there was curtains you know between the the patients but it definitely is a little bit different and 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 for me i'd never seen anything like that before so um for many countries with socialized medicine that's completely normal um but i didn't expect to see it like that so it kind of caught me off guard um, but that's that's typical unless you're, you know, using private insurance and then specifically paying for a private room, um, you know, but that's that's just typically how the hospitals are. Um, you generally have to make appointments for most things, and that could be uh, pretty quick to, to have it done. Like if you need to have blood taken, they'll usually, you know, fill out a sheet saying, go here, get your blood taken. Um, and it could be not so quick, depending on how many, you know, on a lot of different factors. Um, but that same level of speed and, and can apply to some uh, things in private healthcare as well. It depends on the treatments or the tests or whatever you may need. But in some cases, um, they what they usually generally do is will offer for you to take a test at the location or clinic or facility closest to you so for some reason if you need to get it done quicker you could probably call around and find one uh quicker but it may be further from you you may have to go somewhere but if it's speed that you're looking for and you need to get things done for whatever reason it can usually get done quicker but you're just going to have to do a little bit of uh of legwork so um you'll still need to see your general practitioner first and then get referred to a specialist to take the test, x-rays, whatever it may be. Um, but you'll have to see them. They'll fill out a sheet and they'll sign it. And that's kind of how they keep track of everything that's going on. Uh, all the files and everything are generally uh, digital and hard copy. So the, the doctors will have them um, pretty quickly, uh, probably uh, just as quick, if not quicker than you. If you have to come back and pick them up, definitely quicker than you. Um, and there is uh, no payment at that moment. Um, this is a whole other thing. Um, we all pay for it uh, as part of our Social Security that you're paying into on a monthly basis with your salary. Or if you're self-employed, you're paying it. But this is kind of the thing I think catches people off guard at first if they've never been 
in a sort of uh, you know situation like this is you go to the doctor regardless you know they do whatever treatment they they do whatever tests and they don't give you a bill or ask you for a credit card or or anything like that so i mean i think in that moment it's definitely um the first time you think wow uh, this is amazing it's free it's feels that way but it's not free because it doesn't feel that way when you pay your uh taxes um so yeah that's one thing the the another thing is dental care is not part of it um for adults at least with the public health care system only for children so I'm, I'm not, i can't remember exactly what age it goes to but for children they do um include general uh dental care um so vaccines are also done for children that's that's a whole other issue but you know they do the vaccines and depending on the school your child will go to maybe they ask for proof maybe some private ones don't um that's a whole other thing but in general vaccines are are given it's part of the uh um health plan here in spain so long-term health care is also provided here in spain for for people living with um a lifelong illness um if it's an immunodeficiency thing or cancer or uh, a plethora of other uh you know illnesses it's you know part of the whole system and, and those people are are well taken care of as are people that are somewhat shut into their homes and need to be seen uh by a nurse that comes by once a day um you know, there's 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 steps to go through to get all these kind of things approved, and obviously, it's not easy sometimes. Um, but these are all things that are are part of it. Um, another thing is is for the medicine, you get a prescription. It's usually cheap, and I mean like a couple euros at most, usually, unless it's some crazy uh, thing. Most of that stuff is completely covered as well. So in general, I mean the 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 social. Uh, medicine concept works very well in spain there it, it i believe it's almost 10 percent of their gdp so there's a lot of money that goes into it um people generally feel uh well t- taken care of albeit with you know some complaints about various things or in terms of time and whatever but if you are healthy and then one day you're not this whole system is there uh as a safety net for you and it's imperative that uh, that it exists here because people are now accustomed to it. Um, I believe it's been around for maybe over 40 years. So it's something that, that people just take for granted. And a lot of people have born with it, grown up with it, and know no other way. So coming from the U.S. where the healthcare system is completely different, um, I think this is a much fairer system and the quality of care overall is better as it doesn't depend on um gender uh race or ethnicity or socioeconomic background in general the care is is fair and equal and everybody has access to it uh, so that's the most important thing and i i, I support that so what it what it costs in taxes is is what it costs but it's important and um it works out really well for everyone. Uh, so if you get a prescription for something, the medicine will be cheap, usually like a couple euros at most. So um, you have to have a prescription. If you just walk in, it won't be the same way. But as soon as your doctor gives you a prescription, um, you can get basically whatever you need for much less than you would get 
um, in the U.S., for example. Um, another thing that is worth knowing if you're going to be sick from work for one day, two days, three days, or for longer, whatever it may be, is you have to have a doctor give you a uh, sign off on it, basically. Uh, that's the only way you'll get paid. You do have sick days. It's basically illegal to fire people for being sick or um, not pay them, but you have to um, get it signed off of. So if you don't get it signed off of, well, you could get fired and, you know, whatever. So uh, the healthcare system here used to just operate by, like, basically signing up and getting your uh, empadronamiento in any neighborhood that you lived in when I, when I first arrived. There wasn't any proof of residency required um, or anything. So you can imagine how that worked out. I mean, it turned into, like, a lot of people – Basically, you're just coming to Spain and going to the doctor, getting surgery, whatever health issues they had. They didn't have to do anything or pay into the system. Um, in 2012, they changed all that. So now that it's no longer na allowed to just show up in Spain and, and go to the doctor or whatever, but at the moment, it's, it's kind of like evolved into a basic health care that's available for um, refugees or illegal immigrants for the first 90 days. Um and now if you're not paying into the system, you have to have insurance. So this is kind of a cost of living thing, actually, if you do need insurance. Um, but there's only a few situations uh, in which you won't need to procure some sort of health insurance if you're coming to Spain. Um, one is if you're employed with a contract, you know, here in Spain with a Spanish company. Um, and another is if you're self-employed with a business in Spain. With both of those situations, you'll be paying into the Social Security system. So it's going to be probably, depending on, on if you're self-employed, you'll pay a certain amount the first year, the second amount the second year, and then on the third year, you're paying the full amount, which is about 280-something a month. Um, and if you're employed by a company, it'll it's all in your check every month, what, what gets paid everywhere. So um, those people are paying into the Social Security system, so they have a right to um, the, the public health care system. Uh, another one is if you're retiring in Spain uh, as an EU national, so you've obviously paid into the healthcare system in, in Norway or France or whatever it may be. Um, so being in the EU, they have the right to come to Spain and retire. Um, also, EU nationals that are visiting for 90 days or less with your European health insurance card which you can get in any um, EU countries by registering. Then you come to Spain and for those 90 days. Um, you will uh, be able to go to the doctor if you need to without paying or, or whatever it may be. And the other, the final reason you would not have to have any sort of health insurance is if you're on a, if you are a Spanish national. So if you have Spanish nationalidad, passport or whatever, if you've been living in the U.S. for 20 years, it doesn't matter. You can come back to Spain and live here um, and you will have a right to health care with no issues. So those are the uh, people that really don't need to have any sort of health insurance. Most people coming on a visa will require some sort of insurance. Even if you're coming on a tourist visa, you're required to have a travel insurance for those 90 days that you're permitted to be in Spain. So if you come from a country that doesn't require a visa, um, 
which at the moment is, you know, you're not required to have a visa from the U.S., um, it's recommended that you have travel insurance as well, but they, they most likely won't check, uh, but you should, you know, just get travel insurance and then you're, you don't have to worry about it if anything does happen. So like we said before, everyone's going to have to have some sort of health insurance coverage unless you fall into those categories that I listed before that, that will allow you to be part of the, um, paid in social security, uh, national healthcare system. Uh, but another way that you can use the national healthcare system in Spain is with what they have. It's called a convenio especial, and it's something that has to be paid for, um, just like as a, as a flat monthly rate. Um, and it depends on you have to apply for it and i believe it's for age under 65 it's 60 euros a month and for those over 65 it's 157 euros a month um and it covers basically the the standard health care um doesn't cover your medicine or any really expensive therapies or surgeries or anything like that but it will give you access to some health care um, the majority of what most people need. Um, apart from that, then what you have to start looking into is private health care. So when we're talking about getting private insurance, it really, there's a couple of factors that play into everything uh, really for the cost. I think the first is probably whether you're getting insurance just for yourself or for your entire family. Um, age uh, of yourself and whomever else is under that coverage. Also, any pre-existing conditions. Um, there's a lot of question whether because of pre-existing conditions they can either not accept you or or or, or charge, you know, an exorbitant amount. Um, I think that depends on the individual insurance company as well as the pre-existing condition. Um, when you look at the cost, I think that what you would pay generally for one person probably, let's say under a month, would be under 100 euros a month, maybe 50, 60, 70 euros a month. If it's a family, probably under 100 euros a month, maybe maximum 130, 150 euros a month for a larger family or someone with pre-existing conditions or whatnot. Um, and when we're looking at, for example, in the U.S., a monthly insurance uh, cost for a family of three or four is probably $1,500, uh, you know, something like that. If it's not, you know, with the Obamacare, which I'm not really sure how much uh, that costs or what goes all into that. Um, so the difference in cost is huge. Um, and that mainly comes down to the fact that the, you know, social health care system here where everyone is covered works, it works well, it's efficient. Um, it's not necessary to have private health care. Um, it's an option. So a lot of people have it just because they want to have more options to choose from when it comes to their health care. Um, and they may also not want to have to wait if they're going to need a certain sort of treatment or they want to see a doctor, a uh, specialist. They don't want to have to wait uh, three weeks, six weeks, eight weeks to see a specialist. They want to push it and be able to do it the same week or next week. So that's when that private health care um, comes into, into play. Um, I think depending on your situation, 
you, you have options. So um, I personally and a lot of people have both. I mean, you have obviously we pay into the Social Security system. So we do have um, the national health care. Um, but also private health care gives, like I said, options. If I want to get uh, some sort of testing or exam done uh, today or tomorrow, I can easily do that by calling uh, my private uh, doctor and getting him to schedule an appointment. I don't even have to necessarily go by there. They can call and get the test done in another place, and I'll stop by, have the test done, have the results sent to him or take them myself. So all those are options that kind of facilitate making the healthcare more agile and quicker when you need it. If it's basic healthcare and there's no emergencies or there's no uh, special treatment you think you'll need or or anything like that, the the public healthcare system is more than sufficient. Um, I think most people would be surprised. Um, so keeping that into condition in in consideration, um, like I said, I recommend both if you can afford it, just because uh, it gives you more options and and even paying into the social security system for the national health care coverage as well as private health care is not anywhere near what you would pay in the U.S. considering it provides you with all the um, lower price medicines as well because it's all under a very strict policy of, you know, uh, the price and how that's controlled here. So I think in general, both is really the best way to go for most people if you can. So I think that a couple other things just to keep in mind um, in terms of public health care and private health care, although you can have both of them and you can use whichever, whenever you want. A couple things I think to keep in mind when you do have private health care as well as public, um, when there's certain treatments that you're getting regular uh, appointments for as regular treatments or if you're pregnant getting regular checkups or if you have a young child who's getting regular checkups and vaccines and whatnot, it's best to kind of either pick one to utilize during a certain time frame just for the continuity of information. Because, you know, when you have a child, they have the Libro de Familia, which they give you and they fill out all what's done with all the checkups with the child. Um, and when you're pregnant or if you're having, you know, uh, diabetes treatment or whatever it may be, it's easier to have the continuity without changing between two of them, um, which makes it just more complicated, not only for the medical staff, but but for you to keep track of, of what's going on and, and, and where you're at and, you know, who's paying for what and, and all that sort of things between the, you know, insurance and the, uh, and the national health system. Um, but other than that, I think, you know, Coming to Spain um, is one of the safest places to be, even if you do have um, some medical and health challenges. Um, everything you will need access to is available here, uh, top quality treatment. And, you know, they say that in 2040, uh, Spain will have the longest uh, average lifespan. Um, overtaking Japan in 2040. So I think it's going to be like 85.8 uh, is the average years of life. So you you can attest that a lot of that 
really comes down to the um, Spanish national health system and, and its regular treatment, prevention, and, and just taking care of people. I mean, the obviously the Mediterranean diet helps quite a bit and, you know, being active and walking and all those kind of things. But in general, the health system has a lot to play in that. So, well, thanks for listening. If you have any questions, just uh, shoot us an email or put them in the comments. Give us a rating. Um, and we'll talk on the next podcast. All right. Take care. Just a disclaimer, this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. It could be full of completely true factual information or bullshit with a little bit of opinion thrown in. So take everything with a grain of salt, do your own research, and speak to the proper licensed people when needed. Mm -hmm.